Holy shit. Hey, Dan. Hey, how you doing? I am popping a cold one. It's actually a it's actually a cold LaCroix, but still. Yeah, I had a feeling that's what it was. Hey, it that is. sounds refreshing. I need some refreshment. This has been a fucking we we are this is so we did three episodes in a row, Maureen, and then we took two weeks off and everything went to shit. Uh-huh. A few things happened. A few things happened, Dan. But uh says Whovians, we'd like to welcome you to the beautiful pumpkin colored month of Coptober. Coptober. And today's episode, instead of reminding you of the just absolute shit show that has been the last two weeks and even the last 48 hours. The just uh, relentless evil of the of the 24 hours that preceded Jesus this one. Christ. Uh, um, boy, that is just... Uh, so we are just... We have decided that this is about coping and you. So this is going to be a lot of your questions... And our answers here on Says Who. Welcome to Says Who, the podcast that isn't a podcast. It's a coping strategy. I'm Dan Sinker. And I'm Maureen Johnson. And Dan? Maureen. Dan, can I just have a second at the top? Of course. All right. So uh, I am participating in something that I want to tell you all about um, because it's cool and it might interest a bunch of Sezhuvians. Um, It's called Pub for PR, and I'll post the link. I'll put it up on Twitter, but just it's pubforpr.wordpress.com. And what it is is really quite amazing it the a few people from um children's and YA literature put together this auction that has just unbelievable stuff like stuff you can't usually pay for in by any means like consultations with some of the top editors in the industry um book yeah like people like the harry like the u.s harry potter editor and the one of the heads of little of uh, ya at little brown and like just the top, top people and like people, all kinds of great editors, authors, people that will offer critiques. There are like there's one, I think, editorial director and an author and the editorial director, I think, is offering her house for a writing what? retreat. And she and the author were like, yeah, like, wow, there's a literary agency. New Leaf Literary is offering a um a trip to New York to go to their offices and talk to them about uh, their agenting process. Like, this is a chance to meet editors and agents that you oftentimes, like, you couldn't meet otherwise. And if you... That is amazing. Yeah, it's really good stuff. Like, for real, like, I'm looking... I have access to all this stuff. And even I'm like, well, you know, that looks pretty good. I would, like... And, I mean, this is the kind of stuff that I get to use. And I, I know how valuable it is. Um, so if you go there, you'll be able to to bid on items and all of this money is going to help Puerto Rico. All of it. Um, I have an item on there. What Uh, do you have? Well, if you bid on me, you can have an hour of bad life coaching. 
I will talk to you about anything you want. For one hour, I will be your life coach. And I am really, I have, if you, if I can't make your life better, I can at least make it interesting. So that's what's on offer. And, and I'll give you a signed copy of the uh, not yet released Truly Devious. It's an ARC format. Um, So you get like a, a pre-publication copy signed. So that is up under auction. And if I may recommend it, there is a critique by the author Holly Black, who is a very good friend of mine and a true genius children's YA writer. She wrote The Spiderwick Chronicles. She's written, I mean, like to list all of Holly's books, but Holly is truly one of the most genuinely brilliant people I know. Holly does my, like she's amazing. So... Um, if you go to pubforpr at .wordpress.com, you can bid on these items and give to Puerto Rico Relief. That is Thank awesome. You for the time. Thank you for that time, Dan. Oh, well, it's also your podcast, so thank thank well, yourself. Well, we don't normally do stuff like that up at the top, but, you know, this is definitely um, the, the time that we have to... You know what? It's such a It's such a relentlessly shitty moment in time, opening... Uh, at the top with a whole bunch of people that mobilized quite quickly to do something awesome. Yes, more of that. A lot more of that. Let's do that all the time. That makes me yeah. happy. Yeah, it's a good uh. thing. And I can say with you know real confidence that when I look through the stuff on there, it's not like, hey, buy this jar of candy or whatever. Like This is like if I was getting into publishing and I was first writing and I saw this stuff, I would be like, Oh my God! I could talk to one of these editors, and they would look at my manuscript. So, but wait, back back to the jar of candy. There's you said a jar of candy. I mean, in you know, sometimes raffles have you know, or actions have things like a like a like a pile of meat or it's something. True. Or it's true. Um, the, apparently, the, my... the thing that the thing that we always had to go door to door to sell were the world's finest chocolate bars. Did you have to do Ooh. those? It was the name of the company was World's <laughs> Finest. And it always like I remember being like in third grade and being like, I I have never heard of this before. Why would it be the world's finest? But I can only buy it from a child coming to the door. Like it doesn't didn't make it. My bullshit detector went way off back then. Was it good? It was fine. Maybe maybe they meant that literally. Like it was totally fine. Was finest. Sounds you're really selling it. I could really see little little Dan Sinker coming to the door. Yeah, Ugh. look. Uh, another thing, Maureen. Mm-hmm. When you I so I I never made it to the Boy Scouts. Uh, I I was stuck at Cub Scouts because I couldn't get my knot tying badge because one of the things you had to tie was a tie and I could not do that. Um. And still to this day can't do that. But anyway, it always kind of pissed me off later on. The Like, Girl Scouts, A, are amazing, and B, the fucking cookies, right? Uh, Boy Scouts go door to door and try to sell unpopped popcorn. Yum. It just, Mm-mm. that always seemed like a ripoff. <sighs> Although I would have eaten all the cookies, so... Did you have a thing when you were growing up called Char- Charlie's Chips? No. Maybe that was a Philadelphia thing. There used to be this, like, door-to-door, like, they would come in a truck, and it was like a subscription to the Charlie 
the Charlie Chips. I believe it was Charlie's Chips. And they would get these giant tins of like fresh potato chips. Like, wow. It was like, yeah. And they, they didn't come in bags. They came in big ass tins. And like we, I remember very vividly when I was a little kid, like the Charlie Chip truck would come. And like every once in a while we get these giant, like kind of tan cans of tin, like tins of, uh, of uh, chips, and I had forgotten about that until my friend Julie recently told me that um, one time her brother, I believe, and his girlfriend stole a Charlie's Chips van and drove it to Florida. So wow, um, yeah, Julie has a oh. lot of stories like that. Apparently, we're Philadelphia. She's also from Philadelphia, so our stories tend to run in tandem with things like this. I also kind of like the idea that like Philadelphia is the land that time forgot. You also get like the door to door ice guy still like loads your ice <laughs> chest and you get seltzer in those glass bottles. Oh, I'd love that. I'd love that. I have a I have a soda stream that I have like this. Yeah. I make that. Oh, but I would love like a siphon. And Philadelphia is a little bit like the land of time for that time forgot. But um, yeah, we had a lot of like door to door. We but had they like, like milk it service. That way. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Don't wow. change stuff in Philadelphia. Oh yeah, we had we had milk delivery and potato chip delivery, and wow. And thank thank you for coming to Maureen and Dan reminisce. All <laughs> oh, right, you know Dan when I was a kid. Back in my when, day, when I had to go door to door selling chocolate bars. You know, when I was in high school, when I went to my um, all-girls Catholic convent high school, they used to make us sell these raffle tickets, like $50 or whatever. And some people would just get their parents to buy them, and some people would have to shield them from door to door. And if you didn't sell them all, the people that sold them all got a day off. And if you didn't sell them all, they made you come in and just sit in like a study hall all day. Oof. And just think yeah. about what you did wrong. The people that didn't cough up like the $50 had to come in for a day of school. So basically it was $50 for a day off. And I think maybe they got wind of that. Some parents, because I don't think they, I think they only did it once because that is some bullshit. Yeah. But you know, Dan. Well, anyway, it, we've had a really nice time reminiscing. Um We've had almost as, and the only kind of real up to the moment thing we're going to really talk about today is the president today went to Puerto Rico and he gave a speech. He sure did. He oh, sure Dan. did. Oh, Dan. He is just really, um, well, we've decided that, so I, I got the speech, Dan, because the White House, uh, they put it up and I edited it down. Oh. And I thought that maybe we could read some of it out loud. Um, now, well, most of this speech was like a long Oscar speech. So he just gathered all these people, like, for every branch of the military. And only the people that, like, said he was good. So, yeah. like, the mayor the mayor was not permitted to go because she was an ingrate and, you know, all right. the things that yes. he called her. He spent the whole weekend picking on her from his golf yeah. course. As yeah. a, as a, yeah, as he's golfing, a woman who is wading through water with a bullhorn trying to pull people out of buildings and save them, um, you know, was called an ingrate because she said people were dying. So, you know, yeah. um, so he gathered up the, all the people that were praising him and uh, including for some reason he brought Rick Perry with him. Uh, Department of Energy. Sure. Why not? The power's out. I guess so. He could, he probably, like, maybe he brought one of those, like, big packs of D cell batteries. He was set. 
Maybe he was one of those people that was chucking flashlights at people because we also got footage of the president chucking oh, paper towels Jesus at people. Fucking Christ, that video. <laughs> Dan, <sighs> it's is this this is going to be the new putting boxes in trucks video for you? I I I have uh, I I I will have to admit that I've been a, a little bit sidetracked by some life stuff lately, and only only have marginally seen this video of. Donald Trump, he was in a church, is that right? And like they had supplies and he decided that he would he would like pretend he was shooting baskets with the paper towel rolls that were being distributed to people. <laughs> He's a monster. He is not even a person, Dan. He's he not. is a Buck, uh, you know what? Can I just say one thing? Can I get one thing off my chest? Yes, please. And I want—I just want to—I want to say this from my heart to the says Whovians out there. Listen, you're probably going to know some fuckwit, maybe at your work, maybe on Facebook. Somebody is still on on board with Trump. I don't know how. Uh, I can only assume at this point they are like cult members. That they are, they go down, they go down deeper and deeper. The worse it gets, they have to entrench. Um, and um, uh, fuck those people. Yeah. You know what? Fuck them. Done with them. Fuck them. Fuck them. Maybe you're sitting there right now and listening and you have these headphones on, you're listening and you're like, oh, there's one next to me. Fuck that person. Fuck him. Because fuck him. I mean, honestly, what can we even say at this point? So let's go to Puerto Rico for just a moment. And um, Dan, would you like to be the president or or should I? I mean, uh, I, I, think, I think you do. I think I think you should have the honor this time, Maureen. Oh, my. Yeah. All right. Heavy All right. is the well, head that wears the crown, Maureen. Jesus. Well, this was like a 20-page thing, which I have tried to slice down. So you realize that most of this is him just saying how great everything is. And I realize he's saying everything is great as there's largely no power, no water, and no food. There's people dying of preventable diseases. Yep. They have nowhere to live. Yep. Nothing to drink, to eat. They can't go anywhere. Nothing works. Yeah. Um, And now they're about to get hit by a giant... A wave of illnesses. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's great. So um, he is talking about all these great, uh, great things that are happening and how wonderful it is. And he says, this has been a Category 5, which few people have ever heard of, a Category 5 hitting land. But it hit land, and boy, did it hit hard. So, uh, uh, you know, J J the Congresswoman Jennifer Gonzalez Colon, who I watched the other day, and she was saying such nice things about all the people that work so hard. I want to thank you because you were really generous. And I saw those comments, and everybody saw those comments. And we all appreciate it. And and Rick Mulvaney is, is here right there. And, and, and Rick, Mick, is in charge of a little of a thing called budget. Now, I hate to tell you, Puerto Rico, but you've thrown our budget a little out of whack because we've spent a lot of money on Puerto Rico, and that's fine. We've saved a lot of lives. If you look at the, uh, every death is a horror, but if you look at a real catastrophe like Katrina, 
and you look at the tremendous hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that died, and you look what happened here with really a storm that was just totally overpowering. No one's ever seen anything like this. What's, what's your death count at this moment? A uh, 17? Uh, oh, I, oh, uh, participant. Yeah, sorry. 16 certified. <laughs> 16 people certified. I'm an 16 actor, people Maureen. Versus the th- no, it was good. Yeah, I'm on it. I liked it. Uh, and there's 16 people versus in the thousands. You can be really proud of all your people, all of our people working together. 16 versus literally thousands of people. You can be proud. Everyone at this table and everyone watching can be really proud of what's taking place in Puerto Rico. Can we mention the Army? Can we mention some people I really got to know and respect even more in Texas? And that's the Coast Guard. A lot of people got to see the Coast Guard during this incredible trouble. And especially, I think, here in Texas, it was incredible what they did. So thank you all very much. Thank you. We appreciate it. We appreciate. You want to say something on behalf of your men and women? Uh, sir, I'm representing the Air Force. Uh, yeah, I, I know that. Uh, so the runways are now pretty open? Uh, yes, sir. We have four major runways that are fully open and operational. Flown about 700-plus strategic airlift sorties to and from Akinus. Puerto Rico to provide life-sustaining support. Amazing job, amazing job. So amazing that we're ordering hundreds of millions of dollars worth of new airplanes for the Air Force, especially the F-35. Do you like the F-35? Game-changing technology. Awesome airplane, sir. I said, how's it doing flights? He said, how they doing flights with the F-35? They say, we do very well. You can't see it. Literally, you can't see it. It's hard to fight a plane that you can't see, right? Sir, we like that. It's an expensive plane you can't see. And as you probably heard, we cut the price very substantially. Something that the other administrations could never have done, I can tell you. So thank you very much. Jesus. That all happened today. Jesus Christ. And then he started (sighs) chucking paper towels like football. That happened. That's our president. Maureen. So that's, yeah. You have met National Treasure Lynn Manuel Miranda. Is that correct? I have. I have. He seems exclusively from the still photos that I've seen of him to be a person who looks at everything with like the awe and wonder of a child. Yes. Like he seems like just the most genuine, wonderful, caring, like no cynicism whatsoever on that gentleman. Yeah, he's goodness in the shape of a person. This weekend, he tweets out, You're going straight to hell, Donald Trump. No long lines for you. Someone will say, right this way, sir. They'll clear a path. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, She has been working 24-7. You have been golfing. You're going straight to hell. Fastest golf cart you ever took. Jesus. Like, when you lose Lin-Manuel Miranda... What else do you have? Yeah. Yeah, and he has stayed. Oh, yeah. He stayed angry. Yeah. He's, uh, he has, um, he's not happy. But also, he's spent literally every spare second, or probably even not spare, just every second, um, raising money and making some music to benefit. And, um, he has been scrambling, uh, nonstop. Yeah. So, uh, he is he is you know really he is the face of 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 relief for Puerto Rico. Yeah. So he's you know we don't have the president. We have Lin Manuel. So Lin Manuel for president. I'll take it. That's what I'm saying. I'll take it. 
Bring it on. I'll take that shit. So, we would like to answer some of you. I just solicited some questions on Twitter for this Coptober, and I'm going to get to some of them, and I'm going to read them out, and we're going to do the thing where you answer questions. So, um, uh... Jen Beck Rocks asks, I'd like to know how to make Dan Sinker's Gray Stuff Pie. Oh, man. Gray Stuff Pie, Maureen. Um, What is that? I don't remember hearing about this. So, uh, taking you back, if you dare to remember, to election night 2016, uh, when you and I did a live live broadcast uh complete with I vaguely remember uh, a visual aid of the of a map of the United States on a whiteboard that my son was coloring in as as the vote came in uh my wife Janice made a number of pies one of which was the gray stuff pie uh which was uh named after the gray stuff that you can get at the be our guest restaurant at uh the magic kingdom in in at disney world um it is a it basically it's like an oreo pudding pie but it's delicious all right um i will i will find that recipe and uh and get it into the show notes but it it is essentially it's an oreo pudding pie uh just a, i think i it's probably like I, I I could I could riff it right now. Uh, I'm gonna go with a uh, Oreo Jello instant pudding uh, that you would whip up with uh, some Cool Whip, and then you put it in an Oreo cookie crust, and then you also uh, like kind of mound some Cool Whip up on top of that thing. Mm, you're gonna be loving it. You're gonna be loving it. I would eat the ever living crap yeah, out of that. I kind of I can't really eat that pie anymore because it will. It, I you'll just roll me out of the basement at some point if I were to keep eating that thing. It's good. It is delicious. We have a, a kind of related question from Haley Denbraver. I hope we get, by the way, if I mangle you guys' names, uh, please don't be mad. I am but a simple, I am but a simple YA author. Um, do I get the Disney dining plan for my January trip to Disney World? Also, what is the best park? Whoa! Two very loaded questions, man. What's the what's the the dining plan? What did you get? With uh, I can answer. I can answer this question. Um, so the dining plan is basically like you prepay for your meals. Um, mm-hmm. We have gone to Disney World a few times, and actually, the the last time we went, we did the dining plan, and I have to say, it stressed the fuck out of me <laughs> because. Why? Well, I think the idea of it is that like, oh, you know, then you don't have to worry about your meals because you've already paid for them or whatever. But um, it's never quite enough meals, like unless you go like all out, in which case you're kind of overbuying because it's like, you know, fancy meals and shit. Um, And so you're I like I had this constant ticker in my head of like, wait, have we done it? And then it's like, oh, did we spend enough to make it so that it was worth? I, I, I will never do it again. I found it to be a mental tax that I did not want to be paying to save maybe a couple bucks in a meal, and sometimes not. Wow. So that's that's my that's my belief. Wow, that was. That was pretty solid. It was solid. Um, 
Scruffajet asked me, Maureen, how, how, how oh, wait, wait, do you hold get on. a new writing done? Up. I can't. Best park. Oh. Best park. Uh, Magic Kingdom. Yeah, easy. Although Animal Kingdom easy. is pretty awesome too, mainly because they've done such an amazing job of building environments that look totally not like a theme park and instead like a crumbly village somewhere. And that's kind of awesome. But uh, yeah, Magic Kingdom by far. And not Disney, but Universal Studios is pretty great. Yeah, uh, Diego and Ali is. I was surprised at how good that was. Yeah, fucking bananas. Yeah, I didn't. I. I mean, I. I still marvel at how good that is. Yeah, like it's stupid. It's stupid how good the it train is. ride between the two Man. Harry Potter parks. Oh, still, I Dan, often find go, myself spacing we're... out and thinking about that train ride. Well, we're going. Yeah, that's all part of the trip. It is. It's all part of the trip. Uh, a Scruffajet asked, Maureen, how, 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 how do you get any writing done? I can't concentrate on anything anymore. Also a question for Dan because, like, I'm, I'm still working on this one. I was about to say, I want to know your answer to this, too. Because <laughs> I don't think I get um, anything done anymore. Yeah, you know, I've been talking to people about this. And the truth is... Um, because a lot of people say, you know, well, you just have to block everything out. But... You know, because we do this and because we do, you know, I'm doing other things like uh, the resistance guide. And so I, I read it. I constantly follow the news like every day. Yeah. There are no days off. And it has broken my brain. It really has. Um, And I I keep thinking like today will be the day that I break through and and figure out how to, unlo- you know, unfuck my brain. Yeah. And I haven't figured it out yet. And I think that, like, I've been trying to do, my new attempt is to chunk tasks mm-hmm. and say, like, okay, can do all of this for two hours and then I turn everything off. But then it takes 45 minutes just for your brain to cool down. Right. Yeah. So um, the solution seems to be, this is the this is the trick. The solution seems to be turning off and then turning off long enough to allow the circuits to to cool. Um, and that's hard. Yeah, it is uh, hard. I mean, I I I wonder so much at some point. Like, when is there a measurable impact in gross domestic product and shit like that? You know, because I don't know anyone. You know that isn't like, I can't concentrate on anything anymore, you know? I'm totally stressed out all the time and, you know, constantly refreshing. And, you know, it's... um. At some point, we are going to have to retrain our brains. But um, yeah. it's not this point. I think about this every day. And yeah, it me does too. make me feel better um, to think that other people... Because I, usually I go like, this is only you... It's just you personally failing yourself and the universe by not being able to think straight. And everyone else can think straight and everyone else is getting stuff done. It's just you. It's just you that's not getting enough done, um, which is nonsense, of course. Yeah. Um, so I would say just like probably really upping on the healthy habits. As, as silly as it sounds, like the simple stuff tends to work. Um, get out. Take a walk. Um, doing meditation, getting some exercise, um, yeah. making sure to get enough sleep, and then making, if you can, if you're writing or doing something else, 
putting something uh, in place that you cannot, like a freedom program or something that locks you off the internet. Um, there's a program called Freedom. There's a pro- program called, um, it's called Antisocial. I have both of them. <laughs> um, hiding my phone from myself. I've explained I've tried to put my phone under some file cabinets. Uh, yeah. And still it's not enough. Um so, you know, I, I did things like, you know, what always tips me off. What always sets me off is, is it's, it's the little splinter that gets you. Like you can yeah. have a, a tree fall on you, but it's the little splinter on your finger that will make you go insane. And it's some, it's like somehow I cope with it all. And like one person I know on Facebook will just, it, that seems to be the thing that's killing me because it really just gets to me that I could know people that would support some of this stuff and it makes me nuts and i always try to remember like look maureen you being a dick to that person and even getting to that person changing that person's mind which you're probably not going to do is not going to change the situation what's going to change the situation is you keeping your shit together (laughs) yeah but like you, that, yeah. if that spends, if you spend all your time doing that, you're not really going to be doing much of anything. So right. forget it. Yeah, I mean that's definitely. It's true, but man, it's so hard. You know, I mean that's like, I mean when you were talking about the 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 pub for PR, you know, there's, I I see something like that. Like I really like making things, and I like system design and you know getting things up off the ground and stuff like that and it's like holy cow to pull that off a bunch of people actually had to have sustained concentration and i didn't know that was a thing anymore you know like how how do you oh god maureen we're all fucked well i guess if it makes you feel any better it does seem to be and it does make me feel better to know that other people are having trouble because I always assume that everyone is being just as efficient and getting it done because, you know, I know people that are, say, like nurses or whatever, and they have to go in and deal with patients and stuff and things that you can do. Like if your job just involves a lot of sitting in front of a computer, that's a thing. It's like it's like, how do you sit there and concentrate when a machine that will deliver right to your eyeballs the contents of the world? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely, I know a couple of people that have moved to having two computers. You know, they have their work computer and then they have their after work computer and that they've done that partially for information security stuff. But another part is like, I don't have Twitter on my work computer. You know, I don't have this and that. And like, I kind of am like, how well are you pulling it off? And they're like, well, sometimes I go to Twitter on the web, you know, but, um, but I mean, there are, there are at least in theory ways, but yeah, I mean, I think also, yeah, when you're in a more creative job, um, or a job that you are literally sitting next to the internet all the time, um, man, it's hard. It's like sitting next to a blast furnace and trying not to get burned. Yeah. I did try to buy, um, like a super cheap word processor, like a $40 alpha smart and I should really take that out again because that is just like oh, a giant typing wow. calculator. Yeah. That's a great Literally. idea. I know a bunch of people and they actually make like fancier machines. Um, like there's like a really nice word processor that I think is like $400 and it's like super, super fancy. Oh my God. 
That's like in Battlestar Galactica when they had to go back to all the old tech because the Cylons had fucked the rest of it. It's like, that's us now. That's exactly us. Give me a fucking rotary phone and a word processor and I'm good. Yeah. Holy shit. So that is a little hack that I'm just thinking. I just thought to myself today, I was like, I need to get the Alpha Smart out. And if I spend more time on that, I'll upgrade to the fancier word processor. Um, which is really Man. beautiful and cool looking. Like it's real. I hope the fancy word processor has a good name like Alpha Smart. It though. has like a. It actually what I'm mean, fancy word processor. My friend Holly has one. It's super nice. Uh, I actually just typed in fancy word processor. <laughs> You're listening to That's me, Google. <laughs> Bing. There it is. Ding 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 ding. Oh, come on. It's 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 like a fancy thing. Anyway, it's a fancy thing. I'm going to just call it the Alpha Star 7000. You could call it, like, honestly, my $30 battery-powered Alpha Smart. It, yeah, it doesn't even plug in. It's got a couple batteries in it. looks like a giant calculator. That is awesome. Yeah. Oh, my God. And you can't go back. Like, you can only see, like, two lines I was going to say, like, you can probably only see hardly mm-hmm. anything. It's like a first it's draft. all forward momentum. It's like a first draft machine. That's amazing. And then. That is amazing. At the end, you take it and you jack it in to your computer and you hit like export and then it dumps all like and then you just see words streaming into a Word doc. God, I love like, this. Like it's being written by a ghost. It's pretty great. Oh, my God. Um, Whoa, it really cost 13 30 bucks. Yeah, no, it's really like... I just pulled it up. Oh my God, that's amazing. I really have to f- remember what the what the cool word processor is called. Uh, Whoa, there's one that's $530. I am down a hole now, Maureen. The free write. Is What's that it? it? Oh, free write. I the believe it is the free write. Free write distraction free writing tool, smart typewriter with an e-ink display. Yes. Wow. It's the and my friend has one and it is Holly, the one I talked about earlier, is this one, it's really if you go on oh like you'll see that it's really nice. Like it's super fancy and it has a all the keys make a nice clicking sound. Yeah, it looks like a sweet oh my god. People are fascinated right now. Me and you, Dan, welcome to the new episode of Dan and Maureen Look at Amazon. <laughs> I may buy one of these like tonight. That is that is a sweet looking machine. Yeah. Kind of looks like they pulled it up from a Soviet sub. Yeah. And it's it's no joke. It's like a serious piece of hardware. It's like a big box. So. Whoa. Oh man, there's some okay. I get I'm pulling myself out of this Amazon hole now, Maureen. Yeah, you gotta come back to us. Coming out. All right. Coming back. All right. Let's go to a next question. All right. Next question. Would you ever cons oh this is from Nebula twenty twenty nine, who I think is from the future. Yeah. Nebula twenty twenty nine says, Would you ever consider doing an episode or a live stream where you debate guests with opposing views? Sure. I mean I guess. I I have a lot of feelings about this, actually. Um, We had Anna Maria Cox on not that long ago, and and she has a podcast called uh, With Friends Like These, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And the idea is to kind of have some folks with opposing views on. Um, 
but they're all sort of gently opposing, you know? And then there's the like CNN version of this, which is like, we are going to hire some people that are going to just literally spout bullshit. And no matter what, uh, they will spout bullshit. And um, I don't know what the, other than feeling like, well, that person's dumb um, or like, oh, well, we kind of agree, but we kind of agreed to begin with. Um, I don't know what it would do other than literally make me have an aneurysm. That's true. And there, there's probably plenty of places that you can get that. That's really not what we're here for, is it? No. We're here to cope. Yeah. Also, like, I don't want to fucking line up an asshole uh, to then devote an hour of my day and then all of the editing time dealing with an asshole. Yeah, I could see Dan just straight up losing it midway through and Yeah. So You know, like I, I mean think about I when uh whatever, like Tori Lemon or whatever her name is, uh, was on the Daily Show, you know, the like right wing blonde woman. And, you know, that was the idea, like, oh, we're gonna have really opposing views and like she became a star out of that. Like, how did that help anyone? Uh, it didn't. I'm grumpy you know, now, Maureen. People. Um, okay, okay, all right. Ask me about Disney meal plans again. All right, this is, K- K- I honestly can't, a name full of um, characters and then a skull says, is finishing the community center in Stardew Valley worth it? Listen to me. Oh, man, this one seems to be right up your alley. I went through a phase when Trump was elected, that what I seemed to do almost immediately, and I'd never played a video, like a game before, I discovered Stardew Valley, and from almost the moment Trump was elected, I fell down a Stardew Valley hole where I just planted imaginary pumpkins for a while, and I became very obsessed with this game, and I'd never been obsessed with a game before, and I was like, my pumpkins! And so, like... And the community center is this thing that you do because it's community. Uh, Stardew Valley is about gardening, but it's also about aliens and apparently dinosaurs. So you help the aliens fix the um, community center. Uh, I can't fix the fucking community center. I've done almost everything because you have to kind of gather stuff for them. Okay. But like you have to gather fish, and I'm no good at fishing in Stardew Valley. Like I cannot fish. So I have been unable to finish the community center, and so I don't know. Although I, I, my friend has been saying that I should start one of those live streaming game channels in which I just play and give my commentary on Stardew Valley. Yes, you should. Because apparently my commentary is, is fairly colorful. You absolutely um, should. So I, 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 don't, I don't know because I can't fucking fish. Um, but, uh, so yes, yeah, boy, the socialists asked best time of day for a cup of coffee. This, I think, relates to what we were saying before about attention is that we are all maybe a little bit rattled. Yep. <laughs> and, um, we could probably all cut back on coffee a little. I, I love coffee. I only have coffee in the morning. I, I, I will say, uh, I, I am quite susceptible to caffeine, and if I were to have coffee any later than to wake me up, I would never sleep, and I barely sleep anyway. Yeah, I cut it off at three o'clock. Whoa, you get you're getting crazy. That... <laughs> I, 
I really. Yeah, I can. I can maybe do. You want to know what blows my mind? Yeah. What? Co- coffee at the end of meals. I don't get that at all. I rarely yeah. go to a meal where they're like, "And would you like coffee?" And it's like, and I literally like half the time I'm like, "Are you crazy? Who would? Why yeah. are you asking that?" I, I it's, it's one of those things that I will never understand, and I have been in many situations. Um, I have very dear friends that do it, and I'm just like, you are insane. Yeah. No, 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 you can't do that. You'll never sleep again. Yeah, no, I don't get that. I don't get that at all. I'm glad. Okay, we're, a couple things Dan and I are in the same. We are, uh, you know, we believe that back in the oldies days, we would sell weird shit for school, don't drink coffee after dinner, don't get the Disney meal plan. Fuck these fake debates with the people that just want to be seen debating. Yep. You know, because that guy, like, he's that guy from college who had, like, a funny haircut and in, and wore a signature bow tie, and he thought it was just really cool to be a, a neoliberal. It's, they're not being cool. They're just, they're just, they're just assholes. So. They're just dicks. They're just dicks. Um, Someone says, but. Uh, Daniel Sellers asks, is there a feasible way to avoid all conservatives, both online and in real life? No. No. And that's, it's really not good to do that. Yeah. I mean, as opposed to the like, oh, will you debate someone you disagree with? Like, knowing that there are people with deeply different views um that's kind of important like you do need to know that and i don't think like i live in a pretty damn liberal enclave of a town right and um it it's great you know but like and i have very liberal relatives and that sort of thing uh i do not have the like crazy trump voting uncle or something like that. I do have the very liberal racist uncle because those exist too. But, um, but you know, I think that I, I'm not sure it's, it's great. Like it's, it's, it feels very safe and that, and that sort of thing. And I totally understand that. And I think it's, you know, it's wonderful for my son to be able to, to go to school and be surrounded by a bunch of, of folks. But, um, but I do sometimes wonder, like, I live in a bubble, you know? That is true. I do live in a bubble by total choice. And I I live in New York, but I come from, you know, I come from Northeast Philadelphia. And like I say, I know a lot of people that are um, very conservative. I have a lot of very conservative people in my family. I was raised in a household that was pretty conservative, and um, I came out the way I did because I was pretty, I just didn't think what they were saying added up. Um, so I came to a lot of my own thoughts on stuff. And then I, as late as years went on, I discovered the kind of layers of racism that went with like all of my upbringing, all of the, like all of the stuff, you know, just like yeah. unpacking it has taken years and years of unpacking and unlearning. Um I do think also it's it's one of the only ways we're going to come forward is we if we kind of remember that um, there are m- many facets to a lot of like 
if you're just like a straight out Trump apologist, like fuck that guy. Yeah. Because there's nothing you can do with that. That is like a cult. Like there's nothing you can do with that. But there are people that are conservative that don't like Trump and actually want to talk about like various weird things like changing the tax code, you know, like or, you know, like there are conservative issues that you might not agree with, but at least you can have a conversation about them. Right. And those will be productive and that as a society, yeah, we actually have to talk about all this stuff because it's not like we're not. A, nobody actually comes with the same exact package of views and we're all pretty complicated. You know, we're all complicated. Like we say the the right is cookie cutter and like and then the, they say the left is cookie cutter. And we all actually have kind of a mix of views on different things. Um, and we could come up with some great solutions if we can talk about them. But um. It's hard right now because the right isn't like the right is far right. And the and, uh, you know, the the right is are is far right. But also the like Trump right, the like, you know, hard right, alt right, whatever you want to call them, like their main goal is to make the left feel shitty. They don't really care. You know, like they like that's not someone that you can debate. That's not someone that's actually coming to anything in a genuine way right like they want to inflict pain that's the motivation and they have no positions no that's the other really weird thing about this is that really remember that the trump right is radicalized right and they don't have a moral stance on stuff trump doesn't have thoughts on any of these things we have a blank sucking void in the space of a president and he just wants to do whatever it is, makes him, gets him on TV and looks good. Literally, we have like, is it the pure id, you know, the pure, he's like a black hole. So you can't debate with that because all he wants is for people to look at. <laughs> so there's nothing to debate. Um, so These aren't issues. Trump is not an issue. He's not an issue guy. No. So... In a similar question, uh, Deanna asks, how can I not flip out on coworkers who are blaming, quote, the left for what happened in Las Vegas? It's oh, getting Jesus. very hard to listen to. And um, that's pretty tough. Um, and a lot of people, I've actually put that one out to the Internet for advice because that's someone who is um, probably A, attention seeking and B, then you're again, you're getting into like that. That is a pure Alex Jones falsehood i was like that's just some shit somebody made up so if they're if they're saying that it's it's the same stuff it's the same like alex jonesy kind of stuff um but how you sit next to it i don't know and i yeah i guess it depends on your work environment um maybe you could speak to hr yeah i mean that's um, that's the thing that's hard you know and it, again it comes to the like living in a bubble and uh you know having a a job that I do from my dining room table or or that sort of thing like I don't have coworkers that are going nuts uh you know right next to me on on political stuff like yeah I mean you can bring it up to HR certainly if you have that kind of a place you know um but there're plenty of I've worked plenty of jobs where there isn't an HR department like I would be going to my boss and suddenly I'm a problem for my boss, not the other person, you know, um, and that's, you know, that's a scary proposition. Um, 
yeah, I mean, it's. I think a lot of that has to do with what the job is and what the you know what the policies are there. And if somebody's in obvious violation or making it really difficult, then clearly you've got you know you've got the ability to um, to complain about it. But it's it's hard. I mean, I think that that's. I think a lot about very early in doing this podcast, we got a an email from a librarian. Um, very early post-election, I think, um, episode of the podcast, we got a, an email from a librarian, I believe, in in Oklahoma or something like that, somewhere somewhere there, Kansas or Oklahoma, somewhere in that in that region, um, you know. And she said, "I'm I'm at a librarian in a in a deep red town in a deep red state, and you know, I don't know how to how to deal with it." And I think sometimes about how much struggle I have with dealing with this shit and I think about folks like that or somebody at a job that they sure can't jeopardize and having to hear that kind of shit and like y'all are strong and brave and good and the reason we make this because you know there are plenty of political things you could listen to there or are. have there are they ha- they'd say lots of smart stuff but we're not here to say smart stuff no thank we're god we're here to be your friends <laughs> no the pressure I know. We could never cope with that. No, we're here just to kind of be your friends. And, you know, if you need something in your ears for an hour where you're like, am I fucking crazy? These fucking round people. I can't say anything to these fucking people. We're in your ears going. We got you. Listen to me. Fuck Fuck these people. For serious. Like we got right here. Fuck seriously. Fuck Fuck those people. Yeah. Fuck them. That's it. That's our purpose. Fuck them. Yep, that's our that's our remit. And our last, I mean, many questions here. But I think I forgot to go with the last one, which is from Pumpkin Spice Latte. That says, do we have an official cocktail yet? Which I think is a fair question. Because oh. we've covered, you know, we cover a lot of desserts and we cover a lot of, de- we, cover des- we cover desserts is, I think, what we do. And, and salads. Don't forget the salads, Maureen. Somebody did ask if potato salad was a salad. That was one of the questions. Uh, um, yes. I, I, I uh, yeah, it is. You know what is uh weird to think about? Like uh, when you get a tuna sandwich, you're eating tuna salad, which is just tuna and mayonnaise. That does not seem like a salad at all. Mm-hmm. But potato I mean, salad is wanna... just potato and mayonnaise. Mm-hmm. Well, I... I do not like mayonnaise-based potato salads. I oh, you do the fries. like vinegar one. Whoa, the German style. Mm-hmm. Well, I huh. like anything with vinegar. Well, I mean, I would drink. I mean, I I go through a full bottle of hot sauce every two weeks on my own. Oh yeah, you do. Yeah, so <laughs> I like a I like a nice sharp. <laughs> I made a salad tonight. I invented a salad tonight. I'm going to tell you about it. Says who at the end. I made a, and I just threw this together. It was not hard. It's going to sound fancy. A burnt broccoli salad Whoa. with a lemon tahini herb creamy dressing Whoa. with some quick roasted cashews and quick what? pickled fresh red chili. Yeah. Surprisingly. Wow. Easy. Yeah. That sounded super fancy. It sounded it sounded like a Blue Apron thing, didn't it? It did. Yeah. Blue the Apron. Fresh... Blue yeah. Apron. Yeah. Maureen yeah, apron. You all, 
Seriously, I could do a much better job. Can I tell the hot sauce reminded me of my greatest hot sauce based invention, which is uh, a Hershey's Kiss. And you know the way the Hershey's Kiss kind of lobs up into a point at the top? Sure. Sriracha on the point. Oh, it's okay, so good. Stop. It's amazing. Also, it kind of looks like a brown rooster. <laughs> I want that. I'm going to do that. It's, that really, it's really good. It's super good. Uh, we did not answer this person's question. Do we have a signature cocktail? You don't drink. I have significantly cut down in my drinking this year. Uh, not that it was not that it was a lot before that. That made it like whoa. Uh, no, I I have I have cut down significantly on drinking. Uh, but my signature cocktail before that was always the Danhattan, which is just it was just a Manhattan that I would order by being cheeky because my name is Dan. I have always liked the Manhattan. Ah. Uh. I like very frou-frou-y drinks. Like, um, everything I drink sounds like it would be Auntie Mame's morning cocktail. Whoa. Like, yeah, champagnes, mints, cucumbers, floral kind of infusions, things that are kind of faintly purple or have yeah. lavender in them. Like, yeah. I do like a good, like, you know, there should be an umbrella in it or it should be served in a in a in a like hollowed out fruit i actually oh, I, sure. I enjoy any of those, those a lot any of those yeah sometimes i get those i have i have ambled up to bars den as a grown-ass woman and said make me a shirley temple yeah that is the most baller thing you can do in a lot of ways i have a colleague that does that and every time she's done it i'm like that is awesome yeah <laughs> i do that <laughs> people are like really i'm like Fuck yeah, motherfucker! Put the I want the stem on the cherry too. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's a kind of badass. So maybe we will make the says who. Um, Whoa. Yeah, let's do it right now. What's in the says who? So is it non-alcoholic or alcoholic? I say let's let's honor everyone to enjoy, and you make it one of those non-alcoholic ones. And if you wanted to throw a little, you know, rum or something in, you can enjoy it. But you know, like a pina colada is delicious. Without all the alcohol, as long as it's one of those frozen ones that comes out of the Slurpee machine. I really like those a lot. All right. Uh, okay. Oh, Look, it should be I... Dole Whip based. Oh, what are we at? What are we talking about? Yeah. Hello. Okay, it's a... The official says who cocktail is, um, I guess you just take a bunch of uh, some pineapple, some Pineapple cold. juice. Yeah. The coconut milk. Yep. And you whiz it up in the blender. Yep. So it's like a liquidy, like a drinkable Dole Whip. Like a, like a Dole Whip smoothie. Right. And then if you want, you put rum in there. Oh, man. I want that. If you want, you put you put a little whipped cream and a cherry on the top. Yep. Yep. You yep. put a little umbrella in that shit. Yep. Get a hollowed out coconut. Pour it in. And then you take that. Bendy straw. Bendy straw for sure, or a crazy straw if you've got one. Yeah. And then you get your word processor, your thirty dollar Alpha Smart. You put, you get rid, you go outside. You get, you know, no, no internet, no phones. You take your, you get some music, yep. but like somehow you have to get it so like it's just coming from a speaker, so you can't do anything else. And you have your your frozen Dole Whip drink that says who, 
and your and your notepad, your note. Yeah, because if you don't like, get a notepad or a notebook, don't, not a like, speaker, Maureen. Fine. Get a tape and a tape player. We're bringing oh, it yeah. all back. Yeah. Yeah. Put a tape and a tape player, and that is how you says who. So we recommend taking some time, turning off the news. Like even if you can do it for an hour, I feel like you do feel a little bit better. Because it takes, I think, really about that much time to just to bring the blood pressure down. Easy. Yeah. Well, we hope that that has been in some way helpful. And we'll do more questions. Uh, we may not do an all-question episode next time, but who knows. It was just that the news was, uh, you know, in a year of shit, uh, it was uh, particularly shitty. But now we have a drink. We've got a strategy. We've got a plan. We've got, like, we've got some stuff to work with. And if you make this drink, please do let us know. And we, honestly, we do look at those pictures that you send of um, of uh, Dole Whips. We do. We, just we do. They make me like really maniacs. happy. You can always contact us at Says Who Podcast on Twitter. Uh, and you can also find us uh, occasionally uh, slash Says Who Podcast on Pinterest and Facebook. And you can always reach us at email at hey, that is H-E-Y at Says Who Podcast dot com. I've gotten better about the Facebook. Yay. I'm still not on Facebook. So, you know, whatever. I've, I've done. Enjoy it. Uh, our, our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Ted is still out on tour. You can find him at tedleo.com slash tour. Yeah, go see Ted Leo. You'll feel better. You will feel better. And our logo was designed by Darth. Darth. We love you, Darth. Darth is an everyday Um, joy. Yeah, Darth is good every day. Uh, Join us on October 18th. For our next episode. It is Falltober out there, Dan. I just want to say that today I really noticed it for the first time. It was getting dark around 7, which is bullshit. Yeah. It was so it was cool enough that I had to close the windows. I mean... Well, I uh, good news for you on that front, uh, because we get your news, or your weather the day before. It's warming up tomorrow. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, the dark early thing, that's super... It suddenly became super noticeable. Yeah, I don't like that. So if you've got one of those special, uh, which I do, one of those special blue lights that you put on your desk. Oh yeah, the I, full spectrum bulbs. I have one of those. It's like it's like a big box. It's just like a big square. <laughs> just put it on your desk. I've already pulled it out. So I I've I've convinced myself this year I'm really gonna enjoy it. I'm going to take advantage and spend these nice cozy nights reading, Dan. That's what I'm going to do. Oh, that sounds nice. Yeah. I'm being very positive. That's good. Appreciate the positivity. I'm hearing it. It's right in the headphones. I got it. I'm feeling it. I'm hearing it. It's positive. All right. It's good. All right. Feeling it. You're positive. Mm. Super positive. I feel like you're maybe, maybe you're trying too hard to convince me. I don't, I feel like maybe you're not feeling it and that I'm not really selling it. Yeah, I felt it okay. Blue apron. From my basement in Chicago, I'm Dan Sinker. And from my closet in New York, I'm Maureen Johnson. And this has been Sezu. It's pretty easy salad. You know someone from Blue Apron was writing that down. Oh,
motherfuckers, if they take my salad. If they take my fucking salad, Dan. They better not take my fucking salad, Dan. Blue Apron. Blue Apron, don't take my fucking salad. I'll come after you. <laughs>